Yo, what's up, faders? Welcome to yet another action-packed episode of Got Fitted Japan. And as you fine folks know, Got Fitted Japan is about two dudes, booze, Japan, and the news. But this week, Johnny's flying solo. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, we do the show on a Sunday, and、uh, sometimes it's really hard to get. Out of bed if you got a wicked hangover. And my trusted colleague this week has a massive hangover, and I really can't blame him because there's been times where <laughs> our Sunday show was actually recorded on a Monday. <laughs> But don't fret because、uh, this week I have my dog. Mmm. My hair of the dog, that is. <coughs> Holy shit, that's strong. God. All right. Here we go. <laughs> Get my bearings straight. Oh man, as I said, I got fitted Japan's about two news, booze, Japan in the news, and this is episode number 406. Thank you very much for tuning in, faders. And、uh, also, I want to give a special shout out to all our faders that are、uh, Patreon members.、Uh, the true players, the Patreon. I got to come up with a term. I got to come up with a term. The true players. Everybody's a true player. If you're listening to this show and supporting, you're a true player. So you're a fader. So there's got to be a new term for that. And I'll think about it and I'll chew on something. But、um, yeah, a special shout out goes to every single one of you guys that are supporting the show on Patreon. You are getting bonus content, extra stories, videos, lots of videos. A video goes up every single week of some of the early episodes. Some of them are <laughs> quite entertaining. I can't believe I did some of that shit. But、um, yeah, definitely check that out and、uh, become a Patreon. Why not? You're buying us a beer. You're buying us a beer and we're giving you free content. Why not buy us a beer? If we saw you in Shibuya or in Tokyo, we'd definitely buy you a beer. We always buy beers. Speaking of buying beers, in this episode, we start off with an interview. An interview from a really good and old friend of mine, DJ Echo.、Um, he was going through some hard times and、uh, wanted to have a drink with Johnny. And I tell you what, whenever one of my friends, whenever a fader is having some hard times and shit, they can always contact me. And Johnny always buys. The first round, and he's got a big shoulder to lean on. So, fucking, I, I met up with DJ Echo and、uh, we shot the shit for a while. We hung out, we had some drinks, and then we decided, why not do a podcast? We've been talking about it for ages. So, I, I interviewed him about、um, how he started DJing and、uh, how he got into the whole music business. And、um, DJ Echo is goddamn, he's a phenomenal techno DJ. I mean, this guy, I mean, He is really, actually, really good. So, I mean, shit, dude. D- Google DJ Echo. I'll, I'll put his credentials and、uh, some contact information in the show notes. So, check that out. Check him out. And、uh, yeah, without further ado, enjoy the interview. Oh, 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 oh. And at the end of the interview, of course, I'm going to give you guys some news. So,、uh, check that out as well. And、uh, see you on the flip side. Here we go. DJ Echo, so we are at an. Uh, Izakaya, a Japanese dining bar. We've been here, we've already had like maybe、mm-hmm. six or seven beers. And what are these highballs? We've been having、yeah. some highballs. Whiskey, wow. Whiskey's. <laughs> oh shit, it's fucking crazy. But、um, yeah, we're pretty deep and shit. So I figured, why not fucking just get together and shit and fucking do a,、uh, a, an interview and stuff? Why not? Because I mean, you're like one of the most fascinating people I know in Japan. You've, you've been there, you've done that, you've been through hell, you've come back, and then you went back to hell again. But now here you are, you're, you're back. And Stuff. All right,、um, you are a DJ and you organize a couple of events here in Japan and stuff.、Um, what I want to do is, I first want to like get your background information and、uh, talk about like the DJ scene here in Tokyo. How did you get into DJing in here? Just take the mic. Hey, no more. Okay. <clears throat> All right, so 
yeah, make uh, sure you where do right I like where do I begin from? Okay. Right, uh, you start like DJing. How did I start? After okay. that, how did you get into uh, organizing events? Okay, so uh, okay, back in like uh, mid nineties, I guess that was like uh, over twenty years ago, right? Yeah, tw twenty years ago. Uh, I decided to go to high school in overseas, like Dublin, Ireland. Uh, I spent there for three years and uh, I couldn't speak any English at all. But there was one guy, like rich guy, like Japanese guy, one year ahead, and he had everything. He was a rich guy, his family, and like, you know, he, he was into music and I was into music as well. And at that time, I was more into hip hop and stuff like that. And he had like decks and and like mixes and stuff and at one time like you know uh this strange strange but like he he decided to go to like go back to his Jap japan go back to japan or some other country and he suddenly like offered me like free like turntables and mixer and i was like you like you know it's time to buy like you know digging records and stuff so i started to going like you know go down to record store like in dublin and found like you know really good like uh it was like it was called big brother records it's, i don't think it's, it's there anymore but like i used to go there like digging records and stuff and listening to music and that's how it started actually and was that jungle or was that techno? Or what kind of music was that at that time? Oh, to be honest, like it was more like, you know, it's compared to now, it's really strange, but like more like jazzy vibes, like an uh, experimental, like DJ Crash, uh, Moloko, uh, Mochiba, uh, Ian Puri, like more like jazzy, like, yeah, like stylish sort of, but grooves, nice music, something like that, yeah. And uh, yeah, my my first gig was actually in Dublin. Uh, my <laughs> my my hands was shaking and stuff, and that was my first time like doing my gig in front of people. And since then, uh, at the same time, I was like I, I was doing MCing thing. And uh, I, I one time in Wait, you were emceeing in Japanese or in English? Yes, in 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 Japanese first. And funny, funny story was like there was a MC battle in Dublin, and I don't know why, but I I entered to this uh, little like bat battle like in Dublin, and I got the first place doing like rapping like in Japanese. <laughs> can you believe this? <laughs> I I, I kind of can because I've got a couple of friends that are Irish, and I don't know. What what they're saying oh, so they yeah, probably yeah. they didn't understand what you're saying either yeah, so yeah, yeah. <laughs> i guess like they, uh, they they wanted something different or like they, they didn't they didn't even care like <laughs> but anyway like i got the first praise and that was kind of like you know turning point to me uh for doing this music do, music thing because like they offered me like you know as i became fast uh fast praise got the uh t-shirt free t-shirts uh free uh, uh, vultures and stuff and also like they gave me a chance to go on to the uh, uh, radio station to play
pay my own trucks and stuff. And yeah, that was a big, big thing for me. And started to think about doing music. And uh, strange, but uh, many, like I've been to many parties, many crabbing and stuff, and like sli slightly, like, you know, meeting those other people and like, you know, meeting those different music and stuff. And at that time, like techno or like, you know, four beats, like house music, for me, it was like all like same. So like I, I wasn't really into that stuff. But uh, funny, I got into drum and bass uh, just after hip hop and started to buy drum and bass records and like, you know, uh, going to parties and stuff and like, you know, getting like big improvements and stuff and like uh, more into like playing uh, vinyls and stuff. And uh, and then uh, that was like around 2000, and I got I got back to Japan like 2000 year 2000, and because of like I experienced like you know rave uh, parties in Dublin, <laughs> and in Japan uh, around that time like I, not many people knew what rave was and. I was like, you know, uh, I started to look for a place to have, like, you know, throw parties, like, outside. But so at that point in time, you decided that you wanted to start organizing events. Yes, yes, yes. That's the bug. Yes, that's, 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 yeah, that was the kind of beginning to, to throwing parties. But that was outside shitty sound system as well. But we found a fucking really, like, amazing spot in Chiba. And with my friends, we did, like, every summer... And uh, that leads to more like dance music, more like techno house. But the biggest thing for me to get into this techno scene right now is uh, there's a party, it's called Mass. And this party has been running for 18 years now. 18 years? Yeah, that's a long time. So. Wait, wait, wait. Yeah. Wait, wait. Isn't Mass like your event? Are you organizing it or is it just like a bunch of people? Well, actually, uh, there's, a, there's, a, there's a main guy whose name is K. And uh, who's been like uh, re releasing his so many trucks, so many trucks in in the world on vinyl, and uh, he's pretty well known in underground like techno, like hard techno thing at that time. But that was beginning of 2000. I was only like I'm 37 now, but I was how old? Uh, 20 years old, something like that. No, yes, yeah, yeah. And I found this party, and when I saw his praying, like you know playing vinyls like he was completely like doing something different compared to other DJs were doing and I got really massive big impression and that's that's the biggest thing that I'm continuing still doing the thing that I'm doing right now yeah and uh, yeah so I was actually uh, just a like a party like party like uh, how do you say uh, not not even like I was DJing uh, at home or like no I didn't have like you know proper like regular events or anything but I started to go to this uh, mass party to see him praying and uh, I got really into that thing and I started to practicing and I I, I started to think more serious about uh, DJing and uh, my dream kind of came true around 2004-05 that time uh, 
lucky I was. Like I got an uh, offer from those people, mass people, to, to join, uh, actually. And this party was running every month and really hard like to, to continue that parties. And um, so I, I got into this uh, member around 2004 and but the thing is like I decided to uh, go over to Australia in year 2006 for one year and so um, for me uh, that time was like more like you know uh, mm, pra practice uh, like for skills and uh, experience other techno parties scenes and stuff and like as I'm speaking English right now like you know to uh, practice English to uh, communicate with other countries people yo I, to be honest after all the drinks we've had your English is actually pretty goddamn good <laughs> seriously dude right now you're technically your English is better than mine no no <laughs> be careful don't touch that oh, sorry, see if it's still rocking sorry, sorry. yeah we're still recording yeah 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 no dude your English is way better than mine after about like five drinks I start slurring but you're actually speaking more coherent than I am so yeah dude so you went to Australia did you go to you went to Australia right yeah, I went to Australia yeah for a year and uh, that was uh, crazy crazy time as well like I didn't know anybody and I just decided myself like why not just because I wanted to use this working holiday thing mm -hmm. and I met this one guy uh, from Australia in Tokyo and uh, I asked him like where should I go and he knew that I'm doing music so, so he was like and also he was from uh, Melbourne <laughs> nice. like Melbourne if you're gonna go to Australia go to Melbourne I was like okay Melbourne <laughs> I got this ticket. Uh, I went over to uh, Melbourne without knowing anybody, but uh, party helped me. Like I was walking around, like I, like, I, I, I was thinking, like you know, like I didn't think it's gonna be hard to find place to live or like you know finding job and stuff. But like different, like you know, uh, I struggled a lot. And because I don't know anybody, so I end up like walking around the street and like you know, just walking around. And some one random guy like doing street performance gave me a flyer, and I just got a flyer, and I was like, uh, I don't know, I I, I, <laughs> I don't think <laughs> I should go to party like you know in this situation. But why not? And that changed uh, uh, my 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 stay my like my my time uh spending in australia um when i went to this party there was an open mic and i grabbed the microphone <laughs> i did oh, that <laughs> you did your little hip-hop watashi wa on a yeah and other like some random people started to talking to me i was like wow that was good and blah 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 and one one girl like you know she was like oh i've been to japan and like you know i like japanese people and like and i was like oh like you know i just came over to australia a few weeks ago i'm struggling like you know living 
Bristol and stuff. I got like Bristol. I found like this this girl recommended. Like, I mean, introduced me like you know people, and I found place to live and stuff. And like you know, I got the job as well. So it was right fucking choice to go to party, like to meet people. So basically, whenever in doubt, go to the party. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Get your fade on, get a couple of drinks and shit. You're gonna be good. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, go to the party. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, the funny thing, uh, when I think about now, like back in that time, like uh, uh, I, I, I took a bunch of records with me uh, anyway, and I, I, I found this. Uh, how do you say? Uh, at the supermarket, there was a whiteboard. Uh, you can put the like you know uh, messages, like you know, yeah, yeah. if you want to sell car message board. Yeah, message board. Yeah, and I put like you know, hi, uh, I'm Japanese and I I like uh, music and I got a bunch of records. I like. Uh, Drum and bass, uh, techno, blah uh, blah blah. If you're interested, like call me. <laughs> and one guy from New Zealand guy, <laughs> whose name is Jerry, <laughs> he called me. And um, after that, like I, I uh, met, I, I started to meet like so many like New Zealand people, and they like music. They love music. I found lots of new music like reggae, uh, drum and bass, blah blah blah. And that's uh, another thing. And also, I was uh, uh, carrying my mix CD and trying to, you know, uh, network. Network, yeah. Trying to find when I have a chance, like you know, I just wanted to hand out like my mix CD mm. to 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 have a chance to uh, to get gig mm. gigs over there. And uh, I found this techno party. It's called Melbourne Techno Collective, which is running, still running, and it's uh, keeping it real. <laughs> yeah. And one guy, uh, Matt Radvich, uh, he. He's pretty well known uh, now. I, at that time as well, and uh, uh, they really like they were really nice to me. Um, I could speak a little bit of English like this, and like you know, they thought really funny. And I was like started to hanging around with them, and that's how uh, I got into more like you know knowing knowing uh, techno people over there, and uh, uh, end up like. DJing at uh, Kiss FM in Melbourne. Kiss FM? Yeah, like so few times, like maybe four or five times. Shit. Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. I gotta ask you, was your DJ like perform? Like, uh, was your set really good at that time, or were you just still doing like pulling a couple of train wrecks here and there? The thing is, like, I didn't have any equipment at that time because you know I just went only records yeah. but I found this record shop who's got the studio uh, upstairs and if I pay like some some money like I could you know use for hour, um, an hour or two hours something like that and I started to go there every every Wednesday uh, to practice and just record my mix and that's that's that that became my routine and I was like okay I have to keep doing this and end up like ended up like uh, having uh, volume third uh, 30, 40, something like so. I, I did a lot of practice there. Wait, wait, wait. Was it mixed cassettes or mixed a CDs? CD, CD. They had a, they had a equipment equipment to. They had a CD burner, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember those days, dude. My first my first fucking like mixes were fucking on cassettes, dude. Yeah, yeah. Oh god, dude. I tell you what, man. You can make a hundred CD, a hundred cassettes in a hundred hours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, every time you had to like play yeah, and record, yeah, yeah. play and record, you know. Yeah. 
Oh god, that's crazy. Yeah, so uh, yeah, ended up uh, DJing uh, on Kiss FM, and especially like uh, the big uh, memory is uh, I I I did a uh, this show with uh, a world like well-known artist, like techno artist. It's called uh, Ignition Technician. Yeah. Uh, I don't think it, they're doing uh, that much anymore. Uh, not right now, these days. But uh, if you like techno, yeah, most of people know Ignition Technician. They've been releasing so many trucks. So I had a really, really good experience over there. And the second place I, I lived, uh, I, I was sharing with uh, three people, including me, so other two people. Two people DJing and two those two people are like graffiti artists as well mm-hmm. and I got loads of like you know uh, influence and uh, inspirations and stuff mm-hmm. stuff like that and that was like 2006 seven around that time uh, after I came back uh, from Australia straight uh, I joined uh, Mass again mm-hmm. and so back in Japan back in Japan yeah okay. yeah yeah and um, that was like yeah so 2006 so after that, uh, keep still keep doing and um, uh, yeah. So because of like this party, mass is like really underground. <clears throat> Techno itself over here in Tokyo right now is like almost uh, I don't want to say, but almost dying or it's really hard to like. Uh, make many people to, to, to come so we are still still struggling and not many like uh, like like techno like my, my my kind of techno party uh, existing right now but uh, that is one of the points that I'm keep uh, continuing because if I stop uh, nothing is gonna left it's gonna finish so um, according to um, related to that uh, point, like I had a chance to uh, throw my own party. I got a uh, I got a phone call from. Uh, it's connected to Australia because like Japanese girl uh, who I met in Australia was saying like ah oh, like there's a guy like like really like you like I want to introduce. And after I came back to Australia, uh, I had a chance to meet him and change numbers and stuff. And a few years later, he called me. He was like, oh, uh, I see you on Facebook, blah, blah, blah. I now work at the club in Harajuku. And if you want to throw a party, like, there was a, like the, the party was canceled. Do you want to have a party? Was, like, was it vulnerable? Hmm? Bonobo? No, it's really close to Bonobo. It's called Fiction. Uh, Have you been there before? No, but I know it. Yeah, it was a pretty cool place, yeah. And Fiction was closed uh, after a few years later. But uh, that was the chance to to throw my to start my own party. It's called Fix. And that's uh, more like, you know, uh, the point of having this party is... Uh, to, to, to expand, uh, to, 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 make, uh, to make our scene, to, to make more people to know our scene. So, like, same kind of music, but trying different things 
as much as I can. So I can open more gates wilder to, to young people to let them know what we are doing. So that's, that's the, uh, what do you call, uh, aim. That, that was the aim, yeah. the point. So the main objective was to expand techno for younger people, uh -huh. to get them to understand about techno and for them to enjoy techno and stuff. You know, so, so basically techno right now at this point, in Tokyo right now, there's like, there's some drum and bass parties, but most of the clubs have like what, house, fucking trance and shit, a lot of fucking J-pop, EDM? EDM events yeah. and shit, that shit's big, but real fucking hardcore techno and mm. shit, it's just kind of like slowly fading away, but you want to keep that shit fucking real and shit, and so you want to fucking educate people and let them know where fucking the roots are, and then like just let them know about fucking techno. Yeah, that's because of like, uh, as I said Ooh. before, yeah, when I saw that uh, guy, KN, KN set was fucking amazing, and I just, I just just want other people to feel that thing because so that leads to like you know seeing like getting little bigger so we can keep going and stuff and uh, fix itself it's funny it's not funny but it's uh, it's got the story after uh, throw, started to throw in this fix party at this place uh, uh, maybe two years later or something like the place the venue uh, uh, unfortunately, like you know, they they closed down. So I stopped meeting this guy, uh, the guy who uh, lead lead me to this uh, throwing party. Yusuke, his name is, and uh, same age, uh, close uh, birthday. He's and the 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 sad thing about this is like uh, three years ago, I think. Uh, I got a I got a. I got a news, uh, I don't know, I got, I got, yeah, from Facebook, I, no, I got a phone call from uh, a, a, someone, like, you know, connected to Yusuke, and I heard, like, Yusuke actually, like, suddenly uh, died by heart attack. What? Same age, uh, his birthday was 3rd of May, my birthday 3rd of June, we, I felt really close. Uh, he was the guy who asked me to have a party, throw a party at this place, and even like, you know, this place closed down, he went other way, but I, uh, I, I was keep doing fix at this uh, different place in Shibuya, and suddenly I, I had this news, and uh, I, it's really, comp mm, to me, like, it's, uh, it's hard to 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 accept this thing but uh, you know at the same time I felt like okay this is something like you know I have to keep doing this like you know I don't want to stop this because yeah so always like he he's he's, he's, he's himself like he he's in my mind as well yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's, a, it's it's if i keep doing things like you know so many stories it's gonna be there but yeah, yeah. <laughs> so so the general the general past and you gotta keep the fucking the war on you know uh -huh, you uh -huh. gotta keep the fucking platoon moving forward you know keeping uh -huh. up there and fucking like just fucking moving on and killing everything in your fucking way fucking shooting down all that fucking <laughs> bullshit EDM yeah, fucking yeah. doing sniper moves and fucking killing that fucking bullshit trance and shit you gotta fucking keep techno real right yeah 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 and um yeah but at the same time like um I'm not uh, I'm not 
I'm not a guy like you know who is only into like one genre of music. You know, some like sometimes I I see no, people. Uh, sometimes I see people like oh like I'm hip hop like I only listen to hip hop blah blah blah. But like to me like you know music is music and if I uh, it, it, it doesn't matter like in you know, genres like if it's good quality like if it's well made like if I like it like I like it and yeah. So I wanna I wanna I wanna keep this uh, image or like way of thinking. Like I want to keep this thing, uh, and I, I'm, I'm happy uh, that I that I know this and that that I'm feeling this as well. So like I'm still digging, uh, you know, different genre. Like recently, I'm I'm more into funk, uh, old funk music and stuff, and the roots of dance music. I feel, yeah. And uh, uh, about producing music, like uh, I've been producing like since uh, four years ago, I think. And I was again like there's another story here. <laughs> this, is your, this, is, this is my show, but this is your episode. Sorry, I've been, I, no, I'm no, talking no. a lot. <laughs> no, please talk a lot, man. I'm impressed how fucking amazing okay. your English is. After <laughs> how many fucking drinks have you had? I Quite a few, right? <laughs> yeah, I was really worried about if I can speak English. This like because I haven't been speaking English for a long time. But anyway, you're doing good. <laughs> okay, doing, okay. You, yo, man, you're doing. You, you're, you're taking care of my job. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so this is the story. I've been, um, I started to producing music without knowing anything, but I have a brother, uh, one year younger brother, who is, who, 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 who was already uh, producing music. And I asked him, like, you know, one time, like four years ago, like, I want to, I want to start producing music as well, like DJing, okay. I, I can like you know decent. I can do, do decent and producing music. I'm more. In, I, I, I want to get into it. And he was like, okay, buy this, buy that computer, and come to my house, and I will teach you. <laughs> That's how I started to <laughs> buy an apple. <laughs> buy a fucking apple. You're fine. <laughs> That's all you need. A fucking apple. <laughs> yeah, and um, yeah, and and story. Not story, but I I, I got really into it because like doing like uh, learning by myself learn, learning on your own is really really hard like especially like you know those producing music and stuff mm-hmm. you don't know anything about anything like you don't even you read the in, in, instructions like I don't understand what the, what, the, what the fuck is talking about yeah it's all technical bullshit <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 I need someone to <laughs> explain the instructions anyway double click move this here you're good yeah yeah yeah, yeah. you drink you drink you can drink yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Wait, let me just check my juice real quick. Fucking faders, I'm so sorry. My phone's so close to dying, but let's see how much we got. <laughs> it doesn't say. Yeah, we're just going to keep on recording. <laughs> Go for it. Okay. So, uh, I was uploading uh, my trucks uh, on SoundCloud. Uh you know sound sound crowd sound crowd yeah. everybody knows soundcloud yeah sound crowd and um, um, people around me like you know producing music they were saying like you know oh I sent my track to this label I sent to this label blah 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 I was like you know I felt like you know I was thinking that but like you know at the same time like not yet but anyway like why don't I just upload my music on soundcloud and one time, like, I, I just got a, a message on SoundCloud from somebody else, like, saying, like, hey, like, your music is pretty good. Do you want to 
release from my label. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> what? Are you are you serious? <laughs> that actually happens? I, I know so many goddamn bands and DJs, and, and nobody has that experience. They're just like, ah, uh, yeah, this is my next mix. Oh, that's mix thought and shit, but it fucking it worked Truck. out. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and I was like, are you serious? And like, they were like, yeah, and can you send us like bunch of your tracks if you have? Like, I was like, okay, and I sent, and they choose truck, and I, uh, they, they, they picked one truck, and I got into uh, one EP, like, you know, uh, collaboration, like, you know, me and some other people. That Wait, was a fucking EP? Like a record? Yeah. Uh, not record, sorry, uh, digital. digital. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Still, that's cool. Yeah, it's called still EP. Cool. It's called EP, I think, yeah. Four, four tracks was in it, or, yeah, digital, but yeah, still. So that, that was real. And, um... Yeah, my first track was it's called uh, Brazilian Wax. <laughs> we all know what that means. <laughs> but at the same fact, time, we love that shit. <laughs> at the same time, it's a double meaning actually. I sampled, I sampled some uh, like a Brazilian uh, taste of sample singing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, wax means like you know vinyl as well. Which is digital, but like you know, uh, Brazilian wax as a, like as the thing that you guys know, and also Brazilian wax, like Brazilian record. But Brazilian wax also means shaving your pussy. I know, I know, I know. Namahitosuto, uh, and then I had Yeah, that was my first uh, release track, and uh, the, from that, uh, uh, this label uh, started another label. It's more like techno, techno, and uh, I had a chance to release. Uh, uh, another EP, which is all my tracks, four tracks. Uh, yeah, it's called Hooked EP, <laughs> and it's not on vinyl; it's digital, digital. But uh, that 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 was the that was the fucking amazing uh, thing that happened through uh, SoundCloud. <laughs> Jesus, well, I guess dreams do come true, man. That's pretty fucking sweet, man. Fucking dude, I've been fucking doing podcasts for fucking ages and shit. Nobody's ever like Howard Stern has not been like, hey, would you like to be interviewed on Howard Stern? <laughs> no, that hasn't happened. I've had a couple of interviews, but yeah, but that's pretty fucking sweet, man. That's fucking awesome. And then, so since from there and stuff, you're yeah. still organizing the fix events. Yes. And then mass right now, mass is kind of like faded away and stuff. You yes, know, well, it's actually mass, uh, mass itself, uh, mass, mass itself, because of it's been running, running for 18 years. Like you know, members are changing stuff. Uh, except, uh, it's funny again. Uh, except me right now. <laughs> um, mass original, like the, the member, is. Uh, uh, now me and Ken, the guy who I got the big massive influence. So I am actually closest to Ken right now, and I could never imagine this kind of situation uh, at first. As I said, like 2000, beginning of 2000, when I saw him, you know, I. I didn't know what to speak. I didn't know what to say to him. But now I, I'm really close to him. Like you know, uh, uh, something like I, I I could never imagine. But uh, uh, right now, like you know, uh, if you're learning like one thing for a long time, like you know, uh, you can't do it by yourself. Only yourself. So like changing members and stuff, and like you know, uh, 
around 2010, something like that. Like we changed, mem big member change, but still me, Ken left, uh, and a few, not, yeah, actually, <laughs> to be honest, few months ago. <laughs> so yeah, uh, again, like you know, member has been changed, and uh, but still, like you know, uh, the the strongest and most, uh, the point is like, uh, it's really really hard to keep doing something like one thing like that is really hard but that is going to be power so uh, we want to continue that like we don't want to uh, quit so uh, right now we have a little uh, break but yeah <laughs> yeah um, see how it goes yeah but fix is gonna continue, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fix is gonna continue, and what I'm what I'm thinking right now is like it's time to uh, time to time to set up a label, so uh, so I can like you know I have a party fixed, and if I have a label, uh, I can like you know feedback sort of like parties label. If I really strikes, I can do something. So yeah. Mitsuya Liquors. Yo, what's up, faders? If you're in Asia, if you're in Japan, if you're in Tokyo, if you're in Asagaya, you better get down to Mitsuya Liquors. That's right. For the most affordable prices in Japan, you can get over 300 different kinds of beer. That's right, over 300 different kinds of beer. And of course, they got all the shochu you need, all the sake you need, and of course, they got wine from California to Italy to France to New Zealand. They got it all. When I say they got it all, they really, seriously got it all. There's no joke about that. So get down to Mitsuya Liquors. And if you go in there and you say, got fit of Japan, you will be more than welcome to go into their back room and drink those beers that you just purchased. That's right. Got fit of Japan at Mitsuya Liquors. And three times a week, they have a sushi chef there. So get your sushi on, get your drink on, get your fade on, and come on down to Mitsuya Liquors, located comfortably in Asagaya, about five-minute walk from the station. Mitsuya Liquors. Yo, what's up, faders? Got Faded Japan has got a new sponsor. Our new sponsor is Gamuso Bar, located in Asagaya, Tokyo. If you're kicking it in Tokyo and you want to get your groove on, get your fade on, you better get your ass down to Gamuso. Gamuso is located in Asagaya. It's about 11 minutes from Shinjuku Station on the Chuo Line. Gamuso has weekly bands, weekly performances. And hell, if you got your own event and you want to hold it at Gamuso, we'd love to host you. So contact Gamuso at www.gamuso.com. That's www.gamuso.com. That's right. Gamuso has not only beers in the bottle, but beers on tap. We've got every drink you want, so come on down to Gamuso. Gamuso, and if I'm working, tip me. And that's when we ran out of batteries. Faders, uh, I'm really sorry about that. Yes, we're using my phone to record that interview because, I mean, we were drinking. We said, why not do a podcast? And we did, and it was a lot of fun. DJ Echoes, I know you're listening right now. Thanks, man, for being on the show. I was, it was a great pleasure and an honor drinking with you. I don't know how many fucking drinks we had. I think... 
I think maybe 12 or something. We, we had a lot of fucking drinks, and that was a lot of fun and shit. And, Faders, I hope you really enjoyed that interview. And, uh, actually, DJ Echoes, once his uh, label is launched, we're going to get him back on the show where he can talk about that more and some of his artists. And I also want him to talk about some of his old part-time jobs. I mean, this guy's worked in a lot of really interesting places. I mean, some really fucking interesting places. And uh, I want him to tell these stories. So what we're going to do now is we're going to move over and we're going to talk about the news that's happening in Japan of this week. Um, let's see here. Do, 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 do. Let's find something. Let's see. I should have this prepared. Wouldn't that be great? Okay, let's start off with this one. Notorious pickpocket arrested for stealing a high school girl's wallet. The story took place in Tokyo. A 39-year-old pickpocket notorious uh, for preying on female high school students has been arrested, uh, police in Tokyo said. According to police, Ryo Ito, who is known to police as J.K. Ryo, the guy has a super villain name. This is great. Uh, J.K. refers to Joshi Kosai, or high school girls. So this guy is the high school girl Ryo. High school girl rail. I guess that's what it is in English. Wouldn't it be rail high school girl or high rail school? I don't know. Anyway, high school girl rail or JK Royal was arrested on suspicion of stealing 16-year-old high school girl's wallets from her backpack on the JR Kehin Tohoku line between Oimachi and Shinagawa stations at around 8 a.m. on Friday, Fuji TV reported. Now, okay... Um, a lot of people in Japan just, they're just too trusting to strangers. They walk around with their purses open, their bags open. Uh, they walk around with their wallets just, just hanging out of their back pockets. And every time I see that, I'm just like, what the fuck are you thinking? Only in Japan you can do that. And um, actually a while ago, having your bag open and just leaving it on a fucking table at a cafe and going to the bathroom and coming back from that, you're pretty much sure that nothing has been stolen. And that, that's what was the norm a, a while ago. But um, yeah, the increase of uh, theft is kind of changing that, but um, there's still a lot of stupid people that leave their fucking bags open. So I don't know if that's, if that's what happened here, but uh, let's read on. A police officer on patrol saw Ito at Oimachi Station and recognized him. Holy shit, this guy is famous. You think he had a weird mustache and a top hat? <laughs> the officer boarded the train and grabbed Ito after he stole the girl's wallet. Holy shit, he saw the guy, knew who he was, kept an eye on him, and then saw him in the act, and I, I swear to God, caught him red-handed. Holy shit, this is fucking hilarious. Uh, Ito, who works as a garbage collector... I wouldn't call these girls' bags garbage. I mean, I'm sure some of them got like a fake Louis Vuitton bag, but I mean, uh, they work, right? A bag's a bag. Oh, he's a garbage collector. Dun-dun-dun. A garbage man. Has admitted to the charge, saying he got a thrill out of stealing from high school girls. He was arrested once before, nine years ago, for a similar offense. Police are questioning him about any other cases of pickpocketing he may have been involved in. Holy shit, they could throw the book at this guy. I mean, if the guy has that name, uh, J.K. Royal, uh... Anytime a junior high school student or high school student girl has had her wallet stolen or a bag stolen, chances are it's this guy's sticky fingers. Next story. A uh, man pretending to clean and cut seafood arrested for stealing fish. 
some fishy business. The story took place in Kobe, which is strange because I would think this story would take place in Zushi. A 41-year-old man has been arrested after carrying out an unusual technique to steal fish from a store in Kobe City. According to police, the suspect was first spotted suspiciously walking around the fish market in Nada Ward with his bicycle in tow at midnight on June 12th, Fuji TV reported. How do you walk suspiciously with a bicycle in a fish market? Like, do you walk? How do you walk? Do you moonwalk? <laughs> he was shuffling from side to side. That's how I knew he was up to no good. <laughs> Roughly an hour later, he was seen exiting the premises with a bag that was not previously seen upon his initial arrival. Uh-oh. Norihiko Yonekura, a part-time worker, was arrested on suspicion of stealing 20 pieces of seafood, including one live sea bream and groper. Groper sounds like our previous story anyway. <laughs> Worth about two hundred thousand yen, which is about two thousand dollars, and fifteen pawns worth about uh, thirteen thousand yen, one hundred thirty bucks. The following morning, June thirteenth, from a store at the fish market. Furthermore, police said that on May eleventh, video surveillance cameras at the same market showed footage of a man walking on the premises late at night carrying several bags. Mm-hmm. Police said that uh, Yonekura, who has admitted to the charge, managed to steal fresh seafood by pretending to be cutting and cleaning it. Something smells fishy. During the search of Yonekura's residence, parts of the fish were found in his refrigerator. The other parts of the fish were found in his toilet. <laughs> I added that second part. You get it? Oh, man. You think the fish or the fish? You, th- you think that the cops could smell the fish as they're getting closer to his apartment? It's like, it's this way. <laughs> fish stink. And it's really fucking hot these days. It's like, um, what, 80 degrees outside? Uh, centigrade, it's, uh, what, 32 degrees? <sighs> Oh, man, it is fucking hot as shit. Oh, man. Oh, God, I hate this weather. Everybody says the summer in Tokyo is the best, and I completely disagree. Summer in Tokyo is the worst. The best part about Tokyo, well, summer in Tokyo is the nights. At night, once the sun goes down, going to like an outdoor izakaya or getting some streeter beers and hanging out, that's the best. But during the day, oh my God, it's so bad. It's so humid here. Oh man. Um, I guess anybody that's listening from Florida or or the Philippines or Thailand can completely relate to this. But uh, God, man, it, it, to be honest, it was actually cold about a week and a half ago. We had some cold weather. I actually wore like a light jacket. It was great. And then now, now look at this. This is fucking horrible. I think my records are melting. My toy collection's melting. Oh, this is horrible. Or figures for all you otaku out there. Let's see. Uh, next story. Oh, here's a pretty gruesome story. Oh, no, let's move forward and see. I gotta save some of these stories for the Patreon guys. What's up, faders? Do you like our show? Of course you fucking do. That's why you're tuned in. But have you ever asked yourself if you could get more out of your got-faded experience? Well, now here's your chance because we are proud to announce our very own Patreon page. But don't freak out. Our podcast was and always will be free, but with your generous donations, we hope to improve it. 
And since we're all about fan appreciation, we've got the sweet, sweet rewards for our donors. Rewards include, but not limited to, shout-outs, bonus content for interviews and news stories, chances to appear on our show, and even gift packages sent direct to your door. For more information, check out our Patreon page. I'm in a separate... Okay, I'll read this one. Man arrested after eating without money going on rampage at Tokyo Pub. Okay, pub basically means izakaya. I'm, I'm assuming it's watami, even though watami is cheap, but if this guy had no money. If you have no money and you're going to go to an izakaya and eat and then go on a rampage, you probably should go to the most expensive one ever. <laughs> I mean, shit, man, you're going to get busted for the same crime. So a man armed with a knife was arrested Monday after holding up a pub in central Tokyo while throwing objects out of a window. He shattered in a standoff set off by a call he made Wait, off by a call he made to police saying he had eaten without having money to pay for the meal. So he called the cops and he's like, hey, guess what I did? <laughs> Come and get me, cappers. Oh, man. This guy's a moron. Uh, police officers stormed into the Japanese-style pub near JR Yoyogi Station around 5 p.m. and arrested the man who was naked down to the waist on suspicion of obstructing officers from performing their duty. Investigators said, whoa, shit, that means he gave him a struggle. A half-naked man giving you a struggle. Oh, and he's got a, t- he's got a knife? I bet his knife was in his mouth. He was, like, holding it like a pirate with his shirt off. <laughs> throwing sushi on a window. This is hilarious. This is so great. The suspect, who's not been identified, why not, sustained slight injuries, but no one else was injured. Thank God. No one was taken hostage. Wait, no one was taken hostage as all employees fled after the man, uh, who was the only customer at the time, called police at 2.40 p.m. He was in there all night. He was drinking from late at night until 2.40 p.m. Oh, man, this guy was fucked in the head and said quote come because i ate and drank without money what who was the only customer at the time called police at 2:40 p.m. and said come because i ate and drank without money oh I, I guess he was speaking incoherently i guess um let's see wielding a knife he attempted to attack police officers shouting quote i'll kill you the investigator said oh now he's really fucked at first he it probably he probably would have gotten maybe a year, but now this guy's going away. He's going away for a long time. Holy shit. Oh, my God. Had his shirt off. <laughs> then again, it is pretty hot outside, so I, I don't know. Can, I, can you blame him? Um, before overpowering him, police officers carrying shields surrounded the building, housing, the pub, and restricted other people's entrances to the area where restaurants and bars and schools for colleges exam what the fuck? Bars and school for college entrance exams are located. These stories are always written so fucked up. And this grammar is messed up. Jesus Christ. Time for me to take a drink. Uh, a chair, a beer server, and other objects were seen scattered outside the building after they were thrown by the suspect. Holy shit, dude. I mean, this is like the... If you're going to get arrested, I mean, if you're going to go out in a, with a bang, this is probably the way to do it. Jesus Christ, took off his shirt, had a knife in his mouth, and then fought off cops after throwing fucking beers out the window. Sorry, sir. Listen, if you're listening out there, you're supposed to drink the beers. Drink the beers, sit on the chair, 
and bring enough money to pay. And Yoyogi, Yoyogi, uh, it's probably not that expensive. Then again, if he's been drinking for like five hours, it could be expensive. Even the cheapest Zakaya can be expensive if you drink enough, right? Let's see here. Um, okay, this story's great. Hey, yo, what's up, baiters? Johnny here. You know I love booze and news, but I also love art. So come on down to thespiltink.com and check my art out. I've got tons of stuff there for you to check out. And I've got paintings, I've got prints, I've got videos. And I tell you what, if you like a painting, I could probably sell it to you. And I tell you what, if I can't sell you that painting, I will definitely sell you a print. I've got prints of all my work. Prints are about 2,000 N each, about 20 bucks. But if you buy two, you get the third one for free. So come on down to thespiltink.com. Yo, and on top of that, I'm looking for commissioned work. So if there's something that you want me to do, I can make it for you. Just check out my stuff and see if you like my style. And if you like my style, I can definitely paint you anything on canvas, paper, whatever. I've done it all. So come on down to thespiltink.com. That is T-H-E-S-P-I-L-T-I-N-K.com. Thespiltink.com. Proper. Last story. 50-year-old man on trail for killing father who criticized his anime and game hobbies. Listen, faders, if you got kids and they're into like Nintendo and anime and shit, or or any of that kind of shit, any of that otaku stuff, beware. <laughs> beware. <laughs> because you could wind up dead. Um, it's not unusual for parents to clash with their children over how much time or money they spend on their hobbies. Those arguments can be particularly heated if they're about pastimes that the older generation is ready to write off as nonsense, such as watching anime or playing video games. It's not really nonsense. I, I love video games. I, li- I like anime from time to time. I don't watch a lot of anime, but I like some of the classics, you know? And I like Western cartoons as well. You know, I mean, fucking, I like that shit. Am I otaku? Maybe I am. But I'm not as otaku as the king otaku. All right. Who was on the show last week? Often these issues resolve themselves either when the parent comes to accept that their child's life is their own to live or when the child becomes old enough to move out. A family dispute over games and anime came to a much more violent end in Shige Prefecture. Since 50-year-old Toshio Ito's mother passed away in 2016, it had been him and his 76-year-old father, Ko, living in their home in their town of Otsu. Uh, Though Toshio had been acting as his father's caretaker, the two had a strained relationship. The older Ito um, instituted a curfew for his son and also repeatedly criticized him for his love of anime and video games. The guy's 50 years old. Let him do whatever the fuck he wants. If he's there taking care of you and shit, I mean, come on, dude. Wait a second. What kind of video games were these? Probably Mario Kart. Everybody loves Mario Kart. And what kind of toys were these? Probably Mario. (laughs) Probably Mario, but, you know, we've got all sorts of crazy shit here. In Tokyo, the lovely city of Tokyo. Gonna have another drink because I'm thirsty. Mmm. God. Oof. Okay, Toshio became increasingly dissatisfied with the living arrangement until the early hours of the morning on February 4th. Entering his sleepy father's bedroom shortly after 3 a.m., Toshio 
pressed a wet towel and pillow over Ko's face and attempted to smother him. When he resisted, Toshio changed tactics and grabbed a length of electrical cord that was within arm's reach and used it to strangle his father. Holy shit, this guy meant business. Don't you ever say anything about the princess again. <laughs> my fucking princess, Mario, cut that shit, toad. Oh, my God. Toshio's trial has begun, uh, though since he has already admitted to killing his father, the proceedings are more to determine the extent of his length uh, and appropriate punishment. Well, that means he's definitely going to jail. That's about it in this story. But Jesus Christ, man. I mean, God, if you're a dad, you're 76 years old, and your your wife passes away and stuff, it's got to be terrible. It's got to be a horrible, horrible experience. And then you've got this this otaku son that moves in, and I, I'm sure, he, well, he's 50 years old, and all he does is play video games and collect, like, anime and manga and all sorts of other stuff or whatever. And, I mean, I'm sure the dad's disappointed, but, I mean, come on, dude. Your kid is living with you to take care of you, man. Cut the guy some slack. I mean, obviously, he's kind of unstable since he's got all this shit. He's 50 years old. I mean, well, then again, wait a second. That's That means I'm unstable. <laughs> obviously, this guy, well, then again, he killed his dad. So this guy is completely unstable. Who knows what the kind of uh, games he was playing or what kind of toys he had? Because some of the toys here in Japan, um, I'm not sure if you know this, but in Japan and stuff, you go to a toy store. It's kind of like those old VHS blockbuster, not blockbuster, but those old like uh, VHS rental stores. You go in, you know, and you, you've got all the children's stuff in the front. And then the further back you go, the more adult it gets, right? And so you get further back and you got, you know, you've got Rambo, you've got It, you've got Commando, you've got all these old movies in the 80s and shit, you know, and you're just like, oh, cool. That's a cool VHS. That's a cool VHS. And then there's like a room that says adults only, right? And then you go in the back room and then it's bam, 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 it's porn time dudes and um I, I, all the, the toy shops here are pretty much about the same. When you walk into a toy shop, well, depending on which toy shop it is, but usually they have like the kitty stuff in the front, you know, the stuff that sells to like the younger kids or whatever. Uh, for example, Mario or whatnot. And then you go and you get the more graphic stuff and then there's like a little section that has like the really, really fucked up shit. I mean, use your imagination, faders. And I know you guys got some pretty wild imaginations out there. I've met some of you guys. <laughs> and um, yeah, some of these animes and some of these uh, toys get to be extremely hardcore. I mean, forget everything you've seen on the internet. This shit is fucking beyond that. It's beyond anything to reckon with. And if maybe this guy had a fucking, like, a, a museum of this shit in his bedroom and the dad's like, listen... You, you got to put these toys away. You, your your hands are all calloused up. Uh, you, your 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 hands look like fucking baseball mitts for God's sake. I just 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 brush your teeth, put on some clothes, and just go outside and just talk to girls. There's all sorts of apps and stuff you can use. I mean, talk to somebody, meet somebody. You're 50 years old. You can do it. In this day and age, anybody can do it. I mean, shit, man. When I was younger, before I met the misses. Oh, God, dude, fucking, you actually had to go on and, and talk to people and stuff. Now with all these apps, jeez, stay home and meet like a million girls. 
my point being, anybody can do it. And I, I'm, I'm sure that's probably why the dad was kind of disappointed and shit. But maybe, oh, then again, maybe this dad's a ball breaker. Maybe this dad's like fucking like, maybe he's like the military dad from like, uh, what was that movie? American Beauty. Remember that movie, American Beauty? The dad, he's like a sergeant and shit. But he's like kind of like in the closet gay or whatever. And he's like giving his son like a bunch of shit every single day and punching his son in the face and shit. Maybe this is the same thing, you know? Maybe the fucking... A fucking dad's been busting this kid's ass his whole entire life, and all the kid wants to do is just fucking play a little Mario Kart at night and stuff. Maybe he's in between jobs. I don't know. But anyway, so the dad fucking, you know, he gets sick. His wife passes away, which is terrible and stuff. And so the kid's got to come back in, move into the house, and then take care of the dad. And then fucking all those problems from fucking years ago pop up slowly pop 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 and you know shit hits the fan and uh yeah some bad shit happens i don't know what the situation is but um i don't know man but regardless this kid is going or kid what the fuck am i saying this 50 year old man is going away 50 years old is that even old these days you know i was like listening to joe rogan fucking uh yesterday right and Joe Rogan was talking about being 50 years old. He's like, yeah, you know, I'm 53 years old. You know, I'm doing this and this and this or whatever. I'm still really active. And, and I'm thinking to myself, my God, 50 years old really isn't that old anymore, is it? When I was a kid, 50 years old, that was like, that was like dinosaurs. You know, I mean, it's just like my dad was like 50 and I was like, oh man, dad, you're 50. That's, that's old. But for Joe Rogan to be old and him to be 50, I don't think 50 is old anymore. I think 50 is like... 50 is the new 40, or maybe even 30, I don't know, which means I'm 20. <laughs> Who knows? Oh, man, but um, yeah, this is a fucked up story, really fucked up story. So uh, parents, uh, if your kids are still playing with toys and figures and playing video games, cut them some slack, because they won't cut you any slack. <laughs> <laughs> All right, faders. Thank you very much for tuning in to this very special episode of Got Fitted Japan. Next week, we'll have a co-host. Which one will it be? I don't know. I Actually, I really don't know. I have no idea. <laughs> Your guess is about as good as mine, but we'll definitely have a co-host next week, faders. And, uh, and once again, thank you very much for everybody that's been supporting the show on Patreon. Thank you very much. I hope you are enjoying the bonus content. And uh, we'll see you next week. Peace. Well, brother, a goddamn shit-sucking vampire. Oh, you wait till mom finds out, buddy. I've got a government job to abuse. Lonely wife to fuck. As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. Cow, the pressure! I can't take it! I can't take it! I can't stand to it! You sure serious, man? We're going freaky! We came, we saw, we kicked his ass. Your move, creep. Oh, man, I will never forgive your ass for this shit. This is some fucked up repugnant shit. Ah, fuck it, dude. Let's go bold.